Welcome to No BS with Brian and Susan. I'm your co-host, Susan Kamyab-Stevens, and I'm here with the hostess with the mostest, Brian Kluger. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jazz hands. I'm trying to bring, I am not as energetic as my co-host Brian, but I sure tried. Um, you did well. I like when you do it because you almost feel like almost you're out of your element a little bit, but I don't know, but you're not because you do this all the time for work. I know, but when this is okay, but for work, this is how we I have a prompter and this is how we intro about town. Hello, everyone, and welcome to About Town. I'm your host, Susan Stevens. That's how it is. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, it's like that level. <laughs> you could, yeah, you gotta turn it up a little bit for no BS, right? You gotta yeah. you gotta turn up that treble on that bass and become like a pro wrestler at it, right? Sure, sure. Well, you're hearing instead of also hearing and seeing, so gotta give that an extra oomph but i am excited about the show today because of course we're talking about the bachelorette and my pick for blind watch and uh fraternity greek life kind of parties college parties and stuff like that so i guess we can get right into bachelor talk bachelorette talk um bachelor bachelorette style it's uh we're on three episodes now yeah now i know Brian wasn't able to watch this episode yet. You're, you're going to watch it tonight, you think? I'm going to watch it tonight. It's been a crazy week of work this week and other things happening. But that's why I haven't gotten to like any of my TV shows, any of my stories. <laughs> um, so I do plan on watching The Bachelorette tonight, but you can talk about it with me tonight. So I'm sure I will have plenty to say with what you say to it. Yes, I will. Um adding like a title that can obviously be changed but anyways yes that's the good thing so i can spoil a little for brian he doesn't mind but we'll talk about he'll share his thoughts as well but basically and we didn't talk about episode two a little bit bleeds in here mostly it's still been a little i think the drama consistently is around brayden right now um he's still just this like everybody keeps talking about him in the second episode the guy adrian was talking about him in this one, Charity takes him on the first one-on-one -on -one date. Uh, they go to a baseball field in, like, I think San Diego, I think it was. I can't remember if it was San Diego or San Francisco. But um, he loved it. It was really, I mean, she was enjoying it. But he talks like the biggest tool bag. Like, he talks, I mean, just the way he speaks is so douchey. And I, I explain just like, Hey man. Yeah. Oh my God. This is so awesome. Like, yeah, girl, like I can't even do it. I can't do his swagger. It's like his swag. And, um, and on top of that, I mean, his style is just horrendous to me. He's, he's all about, I said this before, but he's peacocking. Like he wears these big feather earrings or showy earrings and, like a scarf that doesn't make any sense. And I just feel like he's only doing that one because he just thinks he's hot as shit. He's like, I am so hot. I can wear whatever I want and people are going to love it. And I feel like the glasses he wears, probably not even prescription just because he wants to. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Do you like his fashion? No, <laughs> I, I never had earrings as growing up or now. Like I always thought it was really funny, you know, when my friends started getting earrings, like the guys, mm -hmm. and I always thought it was so funny and comical that they're getting ready, you know, you're, they're combing their hair and then they have to put in their fucking earrings, you know? <laughs> and I was like, what, what are you doing? Like, and then. Yeah. To see Braden do it with long, dangly feather earrings and then his scarf. I mean, I don't know if this is the new European look or he wants the new style from L.A. or if he's doing his own thing. Whatever he's doing, 
he's doing it correctly because people are talking about him and that's what that he is wants. true well, people I'm are talking about him. that's why he does it he he's not even necessarily saying like i look amazing he's just like he wants attention he's an attention seeker for sure um and he's also competitive and i know he wants to win like that's what i feel like. i feel like he wants to win charity over i don't know if he necessarily loves or likes i mean i think he thinks she's hot but um i don't know you know obviously i don't believe him their date was fine it wasn't like it was here's my thing people are so i'm sure there's people who are watching and obviously the guys they don't see what we see they're probably concerned that she, as she's keeping him that she may pick him in the end i don't think she will pick him i actually really think next week might be his time to go i think she's flattered by him he's very like words of affirmation to her he's so like he's touchy he's affectionate and in comparison to some other guys there i can see why she keeps him around because i get that um but i'm not thinking she's got so many like better connections with other guys i'm like she's not gonna pick him at the like he's not even gonna be top four uh but anyways she's She's with him. She has a great date. She feels solid with the date. And um, and then, we, you know, we, we pause on that. And then they have a group date. And it's actually Barbie themed to promote the new Barbie movie. They bring Jojo and Jordan. Uh, Jojo was a previous Bachelorette. One of my, actually, maybe my favorite. Um, and she actually married her pick. Uh, so that was a solid. They actually... Um, Captioned them successful bachelorette couple. So that was funny. Um, but yeah, so they, all the guys in the group date, their challenge is basically to dress up like a Ken doll, any kind of Ken doll they want, and then do a talent. And Charity was going to pick the, the winner of like the talent show. Didn't really need to be Barbie themed. It's obviously a plug for, for the movie, whatever. I actually like this group date. It was fun. I think it's fun to see these guys actually show what they can do. Your wrestler boy. Is I was like, going to ask him. I was asked about him. He can carry a tune uh, that he is. That's kind of thing. He, I can't wait for you to watch him. Cause he's just like, like he tries to hold a note for like ever. It's just, it's not my taste, but whatever he, he was okay. Um, and then I think the standouts here, I mean, everybody really tried to give it their all. The, obviously, this guy, Sean, he who already looks like a Ken doll by himself, he, like, sings to her, but he takes the initiative to go up to her and, like, kiss her, which, again, and this happens a lot with all the leads. The leads really are, even though they're just the lead, they, they still want to feel wanted, so they really respond well to people coming up to them and making them feel desired. And I think that's another reason why Brayden is still around. So like Sean comes up to her and kisses her and it's tasteful. It's not like anything like he's not like whatever, full on make out in front of the guys. But Charity picks him for the extra time to like walk along the beach or whatever. And um, oh, yeah. Oh, this is what it was. The talent. The talent was actually like they all had to sing their uh, they had to write their own lyrics to a song and sing it. That's what it was. I just feel like they other everybody did something like extra with it. Um, but anyways, then everybody still got to go to the night portion of the date and jealous of Sean, not really a fan of him. People weren't crazy about him. And Sean like immediately takes charity after he already had like extra time with her. And so the guys aren't very happy about that either. And then the, um, what you will call it, what is it? Uh, I guess just the rest of the standouts and the rest of the group day. I think the biggest one is Dotton. You remember Dotton? Uh, she actually takes Dotton to her hotel room, like her actual room. And that's Doton or Doton or is it Dotton? I, she pronounced it Dotton. Okay, like Dotton. Dotton. Okay. I could be wrong. I'll try to pay attention again next time. Everyone says it differently, but I, from what I've heard, she's been saying it, Dotton. He's like the real tall one, right? So crazy tall from, I believe, Nigeria or whatever. And they have like a really special sweet moment in the hotel room or whatever. And so for me, after this episode, Dotton is my number one for her. I would love to see her pick him. There... 
and I th- I want you to notice this too, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but something about when they are together, something about him, he doesn't talk like, you know how these guys sometimes talk like they're trying to say the right thing, try to be like really romantic. And it's not that they're not genuine, but they probably feel like they have to have something prepared and they have to like really step up and stuff. And it can feel really like corny, but whatever. You still like them. Like Joey had a great moment with her in this episode showing his letters from his grandfather. And I like Joey still, but it still feels a little bit more produced versus her time with Dotton. Dotton just feels like so authentic and genuine. It's just like we're ha- we're having a conversation with him. So I don't know. I know it's maybe I don't know if you've noticed that just from the episodes you've seen or what you think of him. I want more, I guess, to really know, but I guess he was one of my favorites early on, I guess. So I'm pulling for him. But again, I think when these first couple episodes, you don't see the real people. They're all very guarded. Yeah. Minus maybe the wrestler, just because he's just like, looks like he's putting on a show all the time. He's not showing like his real self. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, you don't really see the real them until they have like their one-on-ones and stuff. So it's just, it's more time that the more time Dotton gets with uh, Charity, I just feel like there's more. Of a there's more of a chemistry. So do you do you see a spark happening between Dotton and Charity? I do. I think that's what it is too. I feel like she gets giddy around him. Like she's pretty like, like, I don't know. I think she's pretty attracted and giddy around him, but. I mean, it's early. It's just like an, a little spark I'm noticing every time they're with each other. And I mean, I thought it was big that she took him, the only one she took to hit her room. Like okay. that's that to bring someone to your bedroom, like, you know, essentially it's your your hotel room is your bedroom. You must feel really safe with them. I mean, obviously, I know there's cameras and things going to happen, but there's there's a comfort and safety that you feel to bring to bring a guy to your room. So, right. So it's good to see the spark between that. I can. I can. I more so saw it in this one, but she Mm -hmm. gives him the group date rose. And um, yeah, so there was that. And then uh, the next one on one date, you're going to see it's with this guy named Warwick. No, everyone's like, who's Warwick? Where did this dude come from? I wanted it with John. Um, but he's this most random guy. He's super quiet. She takes, she rents out an amusement park and starts out well enough he's because they're just riding rides and they're playing games then it's like the settle time and they're gonna like get ice cream and she's over here like trying to talk to him and he can barely get a sentence out like he can he doesn't know how to have like a conversation at all um she's all like "Hmm, what flavor should i pick uh, okay, I think I'm going to do cotton candy. And he's like, okay, go for it. So she's like scooping her own ice cream. And like, it could have been an easy thing for him. Like, let me get it for you. You know, like no gentleman, like it's like, he's never dated before in his life. And it is so funny. You're gonna have a field day with this date, right? Like just he it's, there's a point where they're both eating their ice cream in silence. And they're like crossing weirdly, like he's trying to hold her hand, like, cause it's like, he's never held a girl's hand before. Um, And then they have the dinner portion and she's asking all the questions. He literally gives the shortest answers. He can't go into depth about anything. He's tired. He's like, amusement parks make me sleepy. And clearly she, she's, she's really nice. She's like, I think you're a great guy. I just don't think we're on the same page. He's like, totally understand. Like, and he's just, yeah, he's just like, yeah, he's in the car. He's like, Oh yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just we didn't like click or whatever. It's just totally fine. He falls asleep in the car. Producers are like Warwick, and she, I'm like, who paid you or made you go on this show? Because you're like not interested at all. It's comical. I do feel like he kind of wasted more than anything. It's like whatever if he's in there with the top tw- or with the twenty five. But I'm like, man, that could have been a date with like somebody else. Our favorite, but- John. I wanted John so badly. Like, you'll but see- it seems like some of these dates that these one-on-one dates early on, mm-hmm. they want to pick the person to see if they're going to get rid of him right away. So, like right. Braden, I'm sure, like with all the tra- the drama with him, she still likes him. It's like, let's get this one-on-one date and let me get rid of him, or there's something there. Exactly, hundred percent. You're right. 
That's totally why she did it. I think people are upset, but I'm like, no, she picked Braden on that date because she was like, let me go ahead and see if he's, if, if it's bad, then I can send him home right now. Now he, he was good. So she's kept him. And then with Warwick, she probably was like, there's an attraction. I think she definitely found him attractive. And then she's probably, but, but I don't know. So, I mean, I understand. It's just like, what? Um, and then the guys are all together and Brayden tells the guys, man, I don't know if I am going to be ready for an engagement at the end of this. I mean, that's kind of weird. Like, it's kind of weird to be engaged. And like, I don't know if I want to propose to someone who just dated 25 of my other friends. And he's literally just telling this to the guys. And honestly, the thing that annoys me is he talks like, and he's doing it as a game, like, 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 like a front, I think, like just seem cool to the guys, but he talks very distastefully about charity to the men. Like, he's just like, yeah, like, like, I don't care. I don't know why I want to get engaged. Like, we'll see. He's like, I'll date her still. I'll still date her. But like, I don't know. And uh, Aaron B, who got the one-on-one last week, he he's like, oh, you know, this is not a good idea. Like, you know, Brayden's saying this. I don't feel protective of charity. So he does what classic thing you shouldn't do, which I'm so tired of. It's just like these men never learn. He goes and like during the cocktail party, when people are like, People who haven't had time with her, like, man, I need this time. I just hope no drama happens so I can have time with her. Well, Aaron B goes to her and brings up what Brayden said. Now, I don't know if he put words in Brayden's mouth and made it worse or not, but either, I mean, the gist of it was right. But still, I just think he should have left it alone because Aaron over everybody, like he was, he's a front runner right now. He has, he didn't need to say anything. And it was a waste of time because it's like, she's going to make the decision on her own to send him home. Like she didn't listen to her brother. She didn't listen to Adrian. So what makes you think she's going to listen to you? Like, just let her figure it out. Like it's not doing anything to keep. And he, and Brayden already had a rose too. Like he already had a rose. Well, there's a, there was like, a, there was a, like um, a sizzle reel that they aired. It's like, I can take that rose right off or something like that. So that And that's what that was about. So, because she gets mad because she's like, oh, he's talking about me like that. And um, and she's pissed and she grabs Brayden. And then all the guys are actually really mad at Aaron B. They're like, why'd you do that? Like, now I'm not going to get to talk to her. Because what always happens is they have these long discussions to work it out with the one they're mad at. And then they don't want to continue with the cocktail party. They're like, I just want to move on with the night. So a bunch of people don't get any time with her. So anyways, they're pretty pissed at Aaron. And, um, and so then they, and Brayden, of course, here's the thing. Brayden twists his own, he's so manipulative. He twists his own words. He knows how to talk to the guys and he knows how to say the same thing he told the guys to charity, but in a better way. He literally is just like, well, I like you, of course. Like, I mean, you just have to understand it's tough. Like. Uh, it's hard for me to say you haven't even met my family yet you know I'm just not in my mind right now I'm saying that I'm not going to be ready to get an engagement but we don't know what's going to happen when I meet your family or like you know he just he knows and then he does it in a light way he's like I'm gonna like you and um I'm just that's this is just like put you know if you were in my shoes like all this stuff and you know she's she's it basically makes her be like well that's fair that's fair. Like, and, and I would do the same thing. Cause like he phrases it and he says it in a tone that's so like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And you're like, so clearly from that, she was still upset, but from that conversation, she's like, well, he makes a good point. Do I really want to take the rose away? And then she's probably thinking I got still so much dead weight here. Why would I get rid of Brayden who I have some sort of a connection with? when there's like i don't know i think she sent like four guys home that like she probably doesn't even remember their names so anyway she sent oh gosh it was like james this guy michael i think i can't remember uh aaron the other aaron and uh i can't remember so she sends guys that really would never have won anyways but um and keeps keeps Brayden and 
Yeah. So, but based on the preview for next week, I really think Brayden's going home next week. I just have this feeling that like, it's going to be enough is enough. And she's going to be like, all right, she's got, she's got way too strong of connections with like Aaron B, Doughton, Joey. Uh, they were they were showing like Xavier a little bit more in this episode, and I think he gets a one on one next week. Okay. Um, what so, do you think about John, the Asian guy? Do you think he's going to get his time to shine, or he's going to be sent home? I'm worried. I love John, and I I'm worried that if he doesn't now, if he got a one on one date, I would assume it'd be great because every moment she has with John seems really good. But I'm worried John may be one of those like victims of like kind of like an abigail where like if he doesn't get that time if he doesn't get a chance yeah he's gonna be sent home you know and then but he could shine in paradise that would be the thing and it kills me because i want john so bad i want more of john i think he's really cool and attractive and stuff so but they're not they're not showing him in a way where we're getting to know him little pieces they're showing good moments and they're kissing but they're not giving a moment where they're just like talking about him really so that's why i know with the editing i'm like uh oh we'll see did they get rid of the guy who backflips finally that was night one. Oh, he left night one mm-hmm. oh that's right okay yeah i couldn't remember if he was still there or not but no. the wrestler was okay he was fun this- still there he's still but there he's still it was he had some fun parts this one i guess I, he stood out with the talent show okay but that's yeah we'll see how long i I think he'd leave next week too because they're not showing really anything with him ah, but okay. but yeah i mean i'm gonna let you watch this episode and the next time we talk we can see uh who your who your favorites are. okay i'm looking you- forward to it yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, did it really, you you pretty much still have the same favorites from the first episode, or did anything change after the second episode for you? Nothing changed. I like I like Doton, John, and the wrestler the best right now. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. You, Joey didn't creep up for you? Not not too much yet, but okay. give, me, give me another watch, and I will, the, these next two, because I'll watch the one from this week, and I will we'll watch the one from monday or upcoming monday so we'll have two under our belts right sounds good sounds good all right so well i guess let's get into the main event main events time Mm -hmm. oh my goodness i'm excited about this this brought up some memories oh good well yeah it's obviously inspired by my pick which was swarty row uh for blind watch and uh yeah I, i mean it's you know, we'll get into what the movie is about, but it's about sorority girls in a slasher film. So it made me think about fraternity sorority parties, um, which in general, did now you never joined a fraternity in college, right? No, I never joined one. Did you even want to? No. Yeah, I was the same. I had no desire to join a sorority. Um, my my thought was, why would I go to college and have to be bound by more rules? <laughs> I didn't because they, they have a lot of rules like, susan goes wild at college she don't want no rules well i don't know my my friend was in a sorority and she'd be like so there'd be like nights where they weren't allowed to go out they'd be like there was like all this random stuff i was like ugh, i don't want that and i was like college no no i just wanted to i one of my uh, best friends he was in a fraternity and I basically just like really hung out with that fraternity a lot and it was like freeing and that was you know it was fun in a way it just felt like being part like it was so stupid we call ourselves lambda chi girls it was so dumb but it it was you know it was fun they threw really great parties um what were some of the best parties you went to that you can remember from college yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like it was some of uh, that. Well, one of them, the very first like night we moved into college, a group of us, we we feel like we were the dumbest kids. I cannot believe we didn't get killed. Uh, <laughs> this this guy, like, because there was a fraternity row near our campus, and it was for Sigma Chi, and they were like, this dude had a pickup truck. He's like, y'all want to go to our Sigma Chi party? He's just just hop in the back of the truck. And we were all like, yeah, so we just like, I mean, there was a, 
least about seven of us or something. We just hop on the back of the truck. This guy is driving. We, there's a point where we're driving in like the forest, what feels like the middle of nowhere. We're like, where are we going? Where's this party? Like, where is it? And this is not even iPhone time. I had a razor. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know about find my phone or tracking, um, but we got there and then it was an actual real house party. It was big and stuff like that. And it was fun and we all got wasted, but it did like, we ended up being like, how are we going to get home? <laughs> and we just, we had to like, we walked and then we had a friend of ours, like squish us all in the car to get back to our dorms. But that was that was just like a memorable first night party we were like we were stupid we should never do that again because that guy could have literally driven us out to the middle of the woods and chopped us up um and where did you where did you go again university of north texas oh so you went to unt as well mm -hmm. okay yes did you go to unt no oh yeah you went to kansas sorry went to kansas, kansas yeah what was your college called KU University of Kansas KU Jayhawks okay okay yeah but honestly the best parties were Lambda Chi the one that my friend was in they threw these awesome themed parties they were always my favorite I think they would throw like two big ones a year that they would go all out they would do like the camo theme there was the um like good versus what is it like I forgot what it was called it was like heaven and hell kind of thing you could wear white or red um oh man there was like a western one all those big ones they were like I remember feeling like they were like the hugest parties and they were like so fun I think one of my favorite ones was the camo one I think either way they would just feel like the house would feel packed they'd feel super fun um I usually would pre-drink before because I, I don't drink beer I don't like beer so I would just I'd I'd classically usually bring I'd drink before and then I'd bring my sonic um cherry limeade with vodka and just drink that throughout the night i'd bring like a big cup unless somebody one of the fraternity brothers sometimes hooked me up with red bull and vodka which i could never drink now um but yeah it's just they had this awesome backyard and but and i say this like in the movie like i don't know we didn't i mean it was just chill there'd be some beer pong going on and some games but it wasn't anything like what you see in the movies where somebody's like jumping off the stairs or having pillow fights or uh, foam is just be like there was a foam party at a bar. There was a bar that would do a foam party, but not like at a fraternity house. Um, but anyways, yeah, it was really fun. What about you? Lots of parties. Uh, Any great um, parties? The what? Any like sorority or fraternity parties? Lots of them. So I was invited to a bunch of sorority parties and a bunch of fraternity parties because I knew uh -huh. a bunch of friends in different fraternities and they would kind of adopt me, even though I didn't want to be in. They were like, hey, you want to come to this party? Bring somebody. Uh -huh. And I was like, yeah. So those parties were cool. The sorority parties were also super fun. Um, mm -hmm. I liked always getting dressed up. Yeah. Um, and going to Kansas City or somewhere in Lawrence to go to these and and I was the weird one you know I'm oh, not the weird one but you know I'm I was always myself like uh -huh. as you and I have talked many times before about me going on the bachelor or bachelorette I would be unequivocally myself to a T where I'd probably get voted off that first day because oh. I would be like I wouldn't hold back you know like a lot of these people that go on there are very aware of the camera and right. say certain things I would not. So like back then I still had 5,000 DVD movies hold up. I had all my action figures and comics and records and statues and posters mm -hmm. of movies back then and like movie props and stuff like that. So yeah, it was really funny. Um, one of the coolest parties, I guess it wasn't really fraternity sorority, but my roommate and I in our in our apartment threw some pretty epic parties that were very like that had people jumping off balconies and running through sign like boards and in the driving on top of the cars like with like so like somebody was driving the car and somebody would be on top of the car like surfing it you know and do it like uh -huh. taking home videos with not a camera phone but like a actual video camera um 
we would have those big like blow up pools that you would get filled with you know water and alcohol and jello wrestling and stuff like that you actually threw a party with jello wrestling there was parties with jello wrestling was it girls in bikinis doing that dudes and chicks (laughs) what do you mean uh I just, I just feel like it's, I mean, I guess if the two girls like are consenting and they really want to, but I just feel like it's degrading. Nobody like, was forced to. It was, yeah. everybody was having a good time. Yeah. Um, but people look at that differently. Like if they look two girls in a bikini jello wrestling versus two guys wrestling in jello. They look at the girls, not quite the same. That may be, but you're at a party, you're drinking, you're going to get wrestling, everybody's looking at you, it's going to happen. It was a good time. And so what made all those fun was there was tons of people everywhere. And of course, the apartment, tons of movies. But the basketball players would come to our parties. And if you know Kansas University, University of Kansas Jayhawks, their Mm -hmm. basketball team is like the best in the country oh i didn't know that okay yeah yeah ku is always ranked number one or two so they're they're like celebrities they would always come to our parties and so everybody would come over to our apartment which had 12 units um in a big ass courtyard in our courtyard all of our people in there were like a family almost um, and so we would just like all go in and throw these crazy parties, but it was fun to like, see like the basketball players, like in our apartment going through my DVDs. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's that movie. <laughs> and it was just kind of cool. But those types of things didn't happen all the time, but those did happen. Um, fraternity sorority wise fraternity parties were super fun mostly theme stuff and kind of the same stuff over and over the sorority parties always loved um the girls i used to you know go to those with and they're super fun um Uh uh and it was always fun to see the drama unfold with sororities and fraternities like kind of take back and just hear like people talking about each other Mm -hmm which was always kind of interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, like, yeah, no, no crazy fights or anything or anything like that. But the only, and the only foam thing that happened was in Mexico for spring break, but. Well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yes. But around here. Yeah. There we, and we used to with those big inflatable pools and stuff, we used to take those back because we would buy them at Walmart Uh and we would use them. And then we put it back in the package and return it. (laughs) I, I could understand that. (laughs) Yeah. That was crazy. We would just wash it off with the hose and like, Hey, we didn't use, we didn't need it anyway. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And so we'd get our money back. Uh, And we never charged for any of the part, any of the parties we threw, we never charged anybody. Um, I don't think I had to pay. Oh, I think with the, well, at least girls didn't have to pay for the fraternity parties. Right. Fraternities and sororities, you had to pay. And I think if a sorority like invited me and they had to pay like with their dues or something, I would always give them money. But we also, when we threw our parties at the apartment, we had a friend in our group that would work at a liquor store. Mm. And, you know, this was, I mean... 20 years ago more than that Uh a lot of the liquor stores out there didn't have like pos systems or like fancy cash registers it was like an old like cash register like you would just have to actually punch in like a keyboard the Uh pricing so when we would go and buy bottles of alcohol you would only charge us like two to four dollars per bottle of alcohol so for like 50 bucks we would come out with like almost 50 bottles of alcohol damn oh yeah he didn't have that job for more than a year because they probably caught on but probably (laughs) worth it uh that was amazing so yeah it it was good and just word got around because again this was before kind of social media it was just like Mm -hmm. word of mouth back in you know from 2000 to 2005 so It was a good time. And I always had my video camera. I always had my, my handheld video camera that I was always constantly taking videos of things happening. So for my roommate's graduation, I made him a video that was like half an hour or 45 minutes of all of the times we spent together and stuff like that. That's nice. And it was pretty awesome. Uh, 
yeah, people, uh, there's lots of drugs and alcohol for sure. Drugs. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I, uh, there, I actually did make for my first freshman year and sophomore year of college. I did make like a video for, to like kind of a little, what do you want to call it? Like time capsule in a way, kind of just yeah. like memories and stuff. And there's a lot of fraternity party stuff. Um, it's on Facebook and I'm kind of like, it's so obvious when we're like drunk <laughs> in these videos, but I don't think I was really around any drugs or at least if, if the only drugs that I ever was around was there was like weed. Were yeah. you talking about hardcore drugs were around? What's a hardcore drug? Well, to me, anything besides weed, <laughs> if you're talking like uh, cocaine. Yeah. Heroin. Definitely not heroin. Uh, that i knew of but lots of pills lots of coke lots of weed ah uh, brian's hardcore <laughs> no you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore yeah, no, <laughs> lots of stuff i mean in college i just kind of said yes to everything i mean uh, shrooms and acid all that stuff like it was just oh my gosh you did that you did acid so once and i only did shrooms once and i didn't like I either of those i never did shrooms i never did molly none of it i was very was lots of scary. ecstasy <laughs> uh yeah there, there was just a lot i mean it was all readily available yeah. um and i was never one to say no mm. um i always wanted to try everything and and it wasn't and it was never like to be cool it was more just curiosity it was more like, what's this feel like? Or what did, what does this do? I've heard yeah. about it. Let's try it out. Why is, why are people always telling you no to everything? Uh, I don't know. So yeah, there was a lot of that. Um, I mean, the bulk of it, I would say 95% of it was weed and alcohol, but yeah. at those big parties, it was kind of everything. Right. Right. Um, well, on that <laughs> on that note let's do a line susan <laughs> yeah no god no um I, I also was asking because of the the movie that i picked um i was wondering what are your favorite shows or movies that revolve around greek life fraternity or sororities well i think with um i just have the, the obvious ones to me uh -huh. are of course national lampoon's animal house figured you'd say that one i mean it's uh an excellent one and it's still fantastic today uh revenge of the nerds is wonderful because it they it's so great because it's like very poignant today with race and stuff like that and accepting people where the nerds are always picked on from day one. They get to form their own fraternity and the fraternity they pick is an all black fraternity <laughs> and it's unbelievably funny, but it the, they come together and yeah, it was, it's great. So I like those two. Um, another one, Dead Man on Campus, which has some sorority fraternity stuff on it, but it's kind of different, but I just like that movie for comedy reasons. And I love Mark Paul Gossler, uh, in oh a, God, different, I love him too. a different role than Zach Morris. Uh, well, those are probably my top three. What about yours? Um, well, show wise, uh, Greek. I don't know if you ever watched that show Greek. It was on, it was on, um, Is it I guess ABC, ABC family. Yeah. I remember Greek. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I did actually. At one time, I finally like sat down and watched the whole series. It was pretty solid. Um, I thought it was a pretty good like show. And then when it comes to movies, old school, yeah, old school, yeah, old school is yeah. fun. That's like the dream for every like middle aged dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, neighbors for sure, because it's like such a good movie to me. The first one, not the terrible second one. House Bunny. I actually really like House Bunny. What's house uh, with Anna Ferris? She ends up being the house mother to these. Oh, like, yes. And yes. Emma Stone before she was like super famous. Right. Uh, Kat Dennings, Rumor Willis, um, Skulls. I love the movie. Skulls. Oh, my God. Skulls. I totally forgot. I saw Skulls in the theater. And, you know, wasn't that based on like the secret yeah. society that like, George Bush was part of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if someone actually got killed, but it's based on, a, like, a real secret... Right, secret society, trade. yeah. Yeah. 
um oh it's such a good movie and i i really like like joshua, joshua jackson out of nowhere yeah he's oh i used to have like a crush on him for sure but um him and paul walker so it was, it was good leslie bibb i believe was the the girl um and then i this is to me pretty loose but legally blonde she's technically oh, yeah. you know so those were those were mine um yeah i was i think there's a lot of good ones but um ones you mentioned are good too but yeah i know those are all great ones i totally forgot about neighbors and old school i was going through them and i was like oh yeah those are actually pretty dang good uh-huh. um yeah that's a pretty decent um decent list if you're looking for greek like type greek life type of stuff right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah or you could also watch sorority row which is what we're going to talk about next so yeah sorority row our blind watch um very excited so it's interesting because the blind watch susan and i susan picked this and mm-hmm. i agreed because i had never seen sorority row this horror movie slasher would have and- seen it too yeah, I did not see it. And then, you know, a couple days later, she's she said, hey, can we switch it to this brand new movie that's coming out on Netflix with Adam Devine? <laughs> um, and I said, fuck, no, I just watched it and I hated it. <laughs> and then I, I get a, then I get a text from Susan like a day later and she's like, fuck that movie. <laughs> Well, I didn't say that, but sure, it did suck. I actually have that in our honorable mentions. We can talk about it's not it's not a it's an honorable mention to say how terrible it was because oh my god, probably would have enjoyed it more watching it as you were watching it so we could have been texting the whole time been like this is dog shit. Like I can't believe how terrible that movie was. Right, right. And like, I and I think that we both like Sorority Row better by watching it together. Yeah, but like Story Row is a better movie than The Outlaws because oh, the, yes. very, the very least, like Story Row is a slasher and it's got a mystery that I think is decent. Like you you totally get what you think you expect and want out of a movie like Story Row. Like to me, that's if I watched that in theaters, like whenever it came out, I would have been absolutely satisfied. Like, yeah, that's that's what I would have wanted. But right. the outlaws, like, yeah, the outlaws not was, great. I didn't think it was going to be amazing, but I thought it was at least going to be like funny, and like you know, Brian said the perfect word for it. It was lazy. It was such lazy writing, and it's and it's a shame because the cast is so unbelievable, and they they actually did a decent job with their characters. Like they had a good idea with how they wanted to um you know like their character identities and stuff but they didn't know what to do with them they just were like oh crap i don't know how to do this story <laughs> and it's just like everything gets resolved really quickly it's just like weird and i don't know it's one of the worst films of the year yeah it's not good at all but luckily sorority row is way better Blind Watch, Susan picked, uh, this movie was released in September. It was actually released September 11th, 2009. Never forget. Okay. Um, it was directed by Stuart Hendler, who you would not know. Uh, he directed a movie called Whisper. He did Sorority Row, and he did the 2016 movie Max Steel. Um, and then most recently this year, he directed an episode of that new CW show, Superman and Lois. Other than okay. that, you probably wouldn't know much. Uh, Josh Stolberg wrote the screenplay to this, and he did uh, stuff like Piranha 3D and Crawl Space. He did um, the last couple of um, Saw movies with Jigsaw and then Spiral with uh, Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's doing the um 10th movie that's coming out this year as well. So he's knee deep in the horror genre right now. Um, and this movie stars uh I wouldn't say famous people, but definitely for its time when it was released in like 2009, these these women were really sought after, such as like Leah Pipes, Rumor Willis, Jamie Chung, and then Carrie Fisher out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And it's basically about a group of girls in a sorority at college and uh, there it's a revenge flick. Somebody dies and then a year later or so 
the girls and people start dying around them. And I must say, I was real excited to watch this movie. And after watching it with you, I think it was better watching it with you. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a mean fucking movie. Yeah. It's a mean son of a bitch. Like the characters here are just not redeemable. Like no, there's they're always very rude. Yeah, they're very mean to each other. And for I don't get it because like there's no comedy really. I don't even think it's a dark comedy. I just think I don't know what it was in those early 2000s or mid 2000s where I, I you had to go darker and edgier, but you can't have like a balance of sympathy, sympathetic characters. And I was like, what women act like this in real life, right? They're like over characterizing the the sorority girls into like complete bitches. Like there's one girl who has a conscience. And eh, well, there's the rumor Willis is, has a conscience. She's just like annoying as fuck. She all she does is just like she just cries the whole time. Like her joke is like her dialogue is like, okay, cry, cry, freak out, cry, freak out, be annoying and that's that's rumor and she's scared and then the other girl the main one she's the like the level-headed who you're like okay you can root for but everybody else is just cruel to each other these 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 sorority girls are mean all the time they call each other bitches and fat and like none of them are fat like it's just yeah i don't know and leah pipe she's like the the bitchiest of them all and I don't, I don't know. It, it's, um, they're not, you kind of just don't care as they're getting killed off. Um, you really only root for one of them. So that's why that's, that's one thing is like, I, and maybe they do that on purpose because they didn't want you to feel bad when they do kill them. And as you pointed out, they have some really good kills in this movie. They are some like hardcore, like, damn. That's yeah. Like- I think, I think this movie is survived by the actual great death scenes, like the kill yeah. scenes, like, because when the movie started, I think we texted each other saying, I hope the kills are good because like the dialogue and the characters aren't doing it. Yeah. And then that first kill scene comes up and you're just like, fuck yeah. And the second one, you're just like, yes. Yeah. And I was excited because I guess this is, you know, like, you know, scream. And I know what you did last summer. It kind of feels very like that. Yeah. Uh, this, this masked, you know, who done it character as the killer, ha- his weapon of choice is a tire iron that he's jerry rigged where each side has like a different sharp object or something on it, but it was originally a tire iron and, Oh, I enjoyed that. Yeah. It was very clever. I think the, the kills were very unique um and creative and that's what makes it like oh like i mean just even the first the first girl who gets killed of them just the the way with the just something about the you know that one stays with me the 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 bottle she's chugging and stuff and just like goes oh through her throat like yeah sorry it's you guys watch it you'll see what i mean it's very um yeah, it's it's gory. It has some yeah. gory moments. The ki- the kills, I think, what saves the movie, and I yeah. think the satisfaction of these characters dying are mm-hmm. great because you just kind of don't like anybody here. No. You like Carrie Fisher because she's Carrie Fisher, but they don't give her anything to do. Like she no, has don't. like this one moment where you're like, "Fuck yes, this is gonna be awesome," and then it like fizzles out so fast mm-hmm. that you're like why was she even in the movie she's it's more a cameo than anything she's just like just to be like oh here's carrie fisher you like her you're kind of like all right she's a badass but you know whatever but i mean i would agree it's like you're you're not really meant to like anybody in the movie except for this main girl i would say I mean, even like some of the other girls that survived, you're kind of like, really? I kind of wish she died. <laughs> like that would have been okay with me. But yeah, it's it. And story-wise, it's just the typical, like, it's very reminiscent of like, I know what you did last summer. Cause it's the whole like, oh no, we killed her. What's going to happen? And then a year later, it's haunting you. Revenge. Who's the killer? Is it is it the person that did the person come to life or is there someone seeking revenge on them? Um, I do think. Do you think the what the reveal was good? Like without giving the spoiler, do you think it was good or predictable? 
I think it was mostly predictable mm-hmm. because I, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, it's this guy who's, I guess, trying to be the sweetest guy and the nerdiest guy, but I could see like that being the twist kind of thing. All right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> right. Spoiler alert. I mean, it's two, 2009. You're going to see it, yeah. but I wish they would have gone the other way. I wish it would have been the girl at the beginning who died, who they killed. How would she come back to life? I don't know. Add a supernatural element to it. I would have loved that better. I don't know. I I would I wish it wasn't who it was either because I think it was very. I mean, I thought it right from the start too. I was like, I think it's this guy because she's talking to him and she's saying, "You're the only one I can trust and I feel safe with and everything." And I was like, "All right, so you're bad. Like, it's not going to be a good thing." Um, and he's kind of like mysterious and like disappears and things. So it's like, it's very predictable, but you, you almost think it's one of those things where they're throwing you off. You're like, Oh, they're trying to make it look like this guy. It's not him. And then it is. So I, I would say, um, I agree. I think, I think they could have done a better, like who, what, who was it kind of thing. Um, but it's still not bad. I still, I still had fun. It's a fun slasher. It's a super fun slasher. It was definitely better than I actually thought it was going to be, even though I was excited to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was filmed around the Pittsburgh area. This movie was marketed a lot for its soundtrack. So you had stuff like Shwayze and Lady Tron and Camera Obscura, Amy Allen, uh, lots of lots of, a big soundtrack for its time. Uh, it got it has 26 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I get it, <laughs> yeah, but get it. people should revisit it like it. Uh-huh. It's a fun one. Nowadays, I think they would have the same characters, but the delivery and the dialogue, they would make more sympathetic and not as just brutally mean one note. Yeah. Um, And the kill, oh, the kills are so good. I I really wanted, because it ends, you know, like a lot of horror movies where there's like, oh, there could be a sequel. Somebody's still alive. Yeah. I was hoping that would be more of the supernatural way of, things because mm-hmm. in the movie they throw you off as like maybe it is her killing people because right right it, it could not be and i don't want to say this but i'm going to say it um <laughs> the way the killer moves he's like viciously strong and that could mm-hmm. and it seemed like one of the guys in the movie characters or a supernatural force could only be capable of doing this True. Not yeah. these kind of scrawny little, you know, these scrawnier girls could shove something through somebody's jaw like that. And I, I, it was really weird. But it's been done before where. Like, Correct. Just thinking about, I mean, I think one of the main, the first thing that comes to mind is in Scream 5. I think it was Scream 5, the one that not the most recent, but before it with Jack Quaid. If you remember when they killed Dewey. Yeah. It's supposed to be the girl. It's not because Jack Quaid is there. Right. It's, and this and, and screams my little girl supposedly picking up freaking David Arquette and like whatever. And I'm just like, okay, how are we supposed to believe that this chick can just like pick him up and you know do all this stuff? But I mean, I know what you mean. Like you're you're thinking, oh, it, it could be a guy, but there are no rules like that with horror films. Like it could easily be like a tiny little girl and they'll just make we're supposed they'll to do just- that. But like, like the kills were like really vicious. And I was yes. like, only a supernatural force or a buff rip dude could do this. Um, so, but other than that, I mean, again, this was a, I like this blind watch. I'm, yeah. I I can't believe I never saw it in 2000. I couldn't, I honestly, I gave Brian the option of this or the movie Kiss the Girls, which I'm assuming you saw. Oh yeah, I saw Kiss the Girls. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I so I've seen that's a bits, really good movie. Yeah, I figure it's good. I've seen bits and pieces. I just never seen the movie all together, mm-hmm. um, like as a whole. So I will watch it. But yeah, that's definitely um, the yeah. I I think that uh, what you call it, Sorority Row. I was shocked that you hadn't seen it. So I do think it's a fun watch, though. Fun watch, and it's always fun watching with you. I think we were making jokes throughout the whole movie, laughing at mm-hmm. each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were. That was pretty good. Uh, I mean, I wish, I wish we would have like a live stream of us watching it. Maybe one time <laughs> soon, we'll have a live stream of us watching movies with the chat, and we could go watch it 
with other people like that. It'd be really funny to see our comments. Oh my gosh, people would be so bored. We'd be no, like, I think they would love it. Like this, and we're like, oh, that's just stupid. <laughs> I don't know. It would be good. Uh, so there's that. All right, last last topic of the No BS podcast with Brian and Susan. Honorable mentions, which I don't have a lot. We already touched on the outlaws. Like my only thing is that I've started the new season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's so goddamn good. Is well, we've only watched the first three, maybe. Yeah, the first three episodes are so good. And so in this new season, don't spoil (laughs) always sunny in Philadelphia. I'm so happy, like for the entire series, because they're like in the teens now for seasons, like season 17 or so, maybe more. This show is just never going to end, is it? it but it, it's still so good. And like they made known like something that's been a product of the show forever and expanded it literally, literally and figuratively. So where Mac and Frank live, not Mac, where Charlie and Frank live is like this one bedroom squalor gross apartment you find out in this season that there's two more rooms and it's well, one it's one. Oh, because well, there's a the bathroom, bathroom. The there's bathroom. a bathroom and an extra room and yeah. nobody knew it but charlie kept it from anybody because he doesn't he feels like it's like you have to walk like a mile if you're in another room to get to the door it's so good this season's been great so far um highly recommend still watching that uh, yeah, we talked cool. a little bit about um, Outlaws with Adam Devine, new on Netflix. Not worth your time. Don't watch nope. it. It's Don't not good. It. Even though we like Adam Devine, even though we love like, Anders, we love Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. And who can I just say the one good thing about? Okay, well, two things. Uh, all the small things at the end being played, but Pierce Brosnan looks amazing. Pierce Brosnan has always looked amazing. He's a no, gorgeous he guy. Better. Like he like it's this the fine wine theory. Like yeah. he's getting more attractive with age. He's distinguished. He's he's so good. Yeah. And for those of you who know, yes, Pierce Brosnan's in it and they do make a James Bond joke. Yes, they do. That yeah. was that was okay. That was all right. So there is that. Uh, other things watching, I haven't really watched anything this week. I guess I started um, Righteous Gemstones, um, the new season mm-hmm. on HBO, which is excellent so far. Um, and I guess I will recommend Deadstream. Uh, it, Deadstream is a movie out on um, Shutter. It is out on Blu-ray Steelbook at the moment. It came out last year. And it is fantastic. If you have not watched it, please do yourself a favor, get Shutter for the month or buy the Blu-ray. It's called Deadstream. Um, it is not about a body of water. It is about a live stream YouTuber, very big YouTuber who gets canceled. He wants to come back to society. And so he his his followers uh, make him stay overnight in a haunted house. And it is gloriously scary and hilarious at the same time and it is wonderful wonderful deadstream i think you will really like it you will laugh your ass off watching it all right it's it's very realistic Uh like if you've seen all these major youtubers and they always go through or live streamers twitch so they always go through like some sort of canceling situation Mm -hmm. they always do something bad and they're always trying to get back to something and it, it's it's genius it's a it's a great movie so yeah deadstream that's my other one my other other an honorable mention pick but yeah yeah i don't really uh, the only thing uh and i plan on watching my friend had mentioned that there's this movie called the tutor on netflix that i should check out it kind of looks like one of those lifetime movies on crack i don't think it's necessarily gonna be anything great but it has the kid from stranger things um Oh shoot! What's the kid's name? The one who's Ben Wolfhard? No, the other one. His friend who I guess likes Mike. Who likes Mike? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Will. 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 Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Garrett Hedlund is in it too. Oh, so. Garrett Hedlund. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but uh, let's. I, pr- I plan on watching it this weekend too. Heck so, yeah. yeah, heck yeah. I gotta I gotta say, um yeah, this was a good episode. 
Go mm-hmm. watch all these movies. We will have lots to talk about next time because we will have probably seen Barbie and uh, Oppenheimer. Well, definitely Oppenheimer. I don't. I will try to watch Barbie pretty soon. Oh, I know there was. A, I forgot. I watched. Uh, I watched the link for the movie Biosphere. Was oh, how was decent. that? It was good. It was decent. I mean, it it's only good because Mark Duplass and Sterling K. Brown are just really great actors, and their chemistry, just their dialogue going back and forth, is really interesting. Um, it's unique. It's different. I won't give any spoilers away, but uh luckily it's not it's not terribly long either so uh i mean it's less than two hours so that's that's good but good. i don't know how everybody will feel about it but it's it was interesting enough awesome oh, we did we did watch blackberry last night and- oh and you like blackberry mm-hmm. good yeah and, you, and you've got um jay baruchel and uh dennis the dennis system in there <laughs> yeah who is freaking amazing in that incredible movie. yeah i was like if there's one takeaway i i mean well we'll see if oscars happen but i'd give him an academy nomination for best supporting actor right there yeah they're both really good in that uh mm-hmm. yeah blackberry and then talk to me um i saw talk to me yeah, great horror 90 minute movie hopefully yeah. it does well um but we'll be back. Um, and you gotta find Susan, the the legendary Susan Kamyab Stevens, who's you know, she's doing stories around North Texas. You gotta check out her stories on Irving Community Television. Um, yeah. ICTV, check her out on YouTube, check her out at thischicksflix.com. She's writing those reviews, she's giving her her opinion, her analysis all over the movies. She's interviewing tons of celebs. She's doing well. Find her on Twitter, find her on Instagram. And I'm Brian Kluger, as always, Dallas, Texas. You can find me at highdefdigest.com, boomstickcomics.com, Twitter, Instagram all of it tiktok and you can find us or find me on our other shows my bloody podcast fear and loathing and cinema podcast and too legitimate so thank you for listening we'll be back next time until then let us know what you think of the bachelor and bachelorette